0: Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of Soccer 101. My name is Taylor Rockwell. This week we are recording in the midst of the Euro group stage, the European Championship group stage. For those of you potentially listening to this 15 years in the future, I hope your hoverboards are excellent. And I should clarify that I'm talking about the 2020 Euros played in 2021, which is, of course, not confusing at all. And in this iteration of the European Championships, we do have some of our iconic teams, and I don't mean our most winning teams, although some of them are. What I mean is iconic in the sense that you know exactly how they're going to look before they even step on the field. Italy will be wearing blue, Sweden will be wearing yellow, Croatia will be wearing the best kits in the tournament. We all know that's going to be the case, but why is it the case? For many national teams, the uniform mirrors the flag. Makes sense. If your flag is red, white, and blue, you're probably wearing red, white, and blue. If your flag is black, yellow, and red, chances are that's going to be your uniform as well. But there are outliers to that, and then there are some teams that do follow that pattern but require a little more explanation because the story is kind of interesting. So on today's episode, we're going to look at seven different national teams that have I would say, iconic color schemes when it comes to their kits. And I should stress, this is not just European teams. We're going to go around the world to look at a few different ones. But we are going to start in Europe, and we're going to start with the tradition, the institution, the Azzurri. When Italy are coming out for a tournament, you know they're going to be in blue. But last I checked, their flag has no blue on it. Why, then, do they wear it? Well, there's a pretty direct explanation, and then there's a more creative explanation. Uh, The direct explanation would be that it relates to the color of the House of Savoy, the royal family that united Italy in 1861 and ruled it until 1946. Even once Italy became a republic, the color, the kind of light blue, the famed light blue, remained. It's on the presidential seal. It's worn as a scarf by Italian armed forces why did they go with blue in the first place? Uh, According to a Guardian reader who answered this very question, back in the 1960s at elementary school in Italy, they taught us to wear the Azzurro light blue because of the challenge of Barletta, in which 13 French and 13 Italian knights fought and the Italians famously won. The Italians wore a light blue scarf, which then remained as the sporting color in Italy. That feels like it is maybe a little bit apocryphal, a little bit created to add some prestige to the blue. But either way, the House of Savoy united Italy, and now United Italy, wear that blue. Also wearing blue would be Japan, whose flag, you might have already figured this out, is white and red. So why blue? The answer to this one is a little more murky, a little less known. There's a lot of speculation, but no definitive answer. My favorite interpretation from all that I read is that the tradition of wearing blue dates to the 1920s and early 1930s when the Tokyo Imperial University or the University of Tokyo ruled the domestic college league and represented Japan at international tournaments. So if you have that university's team representing you at international level. Stands to reason, they're just going to continue on with the uniforms, so if they wear blue for the university, they're going to wear blue at those international competitions. Japan's first international success at the ninth Far East Championship in 1930 came with the team wearing blue, uh, with most of the players slash all of the players, I believe, coming from the University of Tokyo, taking home the title, they may have stuck with that tradition of wearing blue. When Japan started to participate in World Cup qualifiers in 1954, there were very few football players in Japan. There were no professional leagues, there were very few professional players, so Tokyo University's Football Club once again went to World Cup qualifiers in Asia as the Japanese national team, and again, they were wearing the blue of their university. So you can see the tradition sticking from 1930 all the way till 1954. Why change it? And they haven't till this day. My theory remains that they just knew Keisuke Honda would look very, very good in blue with that blonde hair. They didn't want to make him wear something else. So they knew in the 1930s they would need to wear it in 2018. That seems pretty rock solid. So you can go with that one or you can go with the Tokyo University one. But either way, hopefully we've got some clarity. And now let's talk Croatia, Croatia with the the checker pattern, the red and white. It is iconic. It's an institution and it pretty directly comes from the historical coat of arms of Croatia, which dates to the kingdom of Croatia. This uh, red and white pattern can first be seen in a tower uh, in Innsbruck in present day Austria, dating to 1495. That makes it one of the oldest national symbols in Europe. Now you understand why Croatia always wear it. The almost certainly made up story is roughly that a Croatian king was captured by a group of Venetians. The Croatian king then challenged them to a game of chess for his freedom. He won. He got his freedom. According to some versions of the story, he also got certain tracts of land that would become the kingdom of Croatia. Seems like a very important chess game. Uh, but either way, the story would go that he then incorporated the chessboard, the red and white pattern, into his coat of arms. It remains the national symbol of Croatia and is very specifically codified in Croatian law. So do not get the number of red and white squares incorrect. It's 5 times 5. It's 25. It's very specific. And if you get it wrong, straight to jail. Same with undercooking fish. Straight to jail. For our fourth entry, it's the nation that made me want to do this episode in the first place. It's the Netherlands wearing orange. The Dutch have worn orange since before I was born, since way back when... I did not know why. I did some Googling. It's the second most Googled question when you type, why do the Dutch wear? The number one search result would be, why do they wear wood shoes? This was the second. I don't have an answer to the wood shoes one. I do have an answer to the orange one. And as with most of these, there's the simple explanation, and then there's the larger explanation. The very simple one would be that it's the colors of the house of Orange Nassau. Uh, the king and queens of Netherlands are descended of that line, so it's in honor of the kings and queens of the Netherlands. To take our history lesson a step further, the ancestor of the kings and queens of the Netherlands, William of Orange, is the founding father of the Netherlands. Orange symbolizes national unity, and the Dutch signify national pride by wearing orange. Here's the quick summary, courtesy of NetherlandsInsiders.com. William of Orange was born William of Nassau-Dillenburg in 1533 in Dillenburg Castle in Germany, north of Frankfurt. I'm sure everybody knew that already, but I just wanted to clarify. In 1544, William inherited the Principality of Orange, which was located in southern France, and became the Prince of Orange. He then led a liberation war against Spain that lasted for 80 years. He was in charge for 16 of those, uh, but he won important victories while flying his blue, white, and orange striped flag. So why do they wear orange when the flag is now red, white, and blue? Or maybe a better question would be, why is the flag now red, white, and blue instead of red, white, and orange? Well, it was changed in the early 17th century, and there's a couple possibilities for why. The first would be that orange was just less visible at sea, and the Dutch were heavily dependent on naval trade, naval traffic, so they needed to be very clear about their signals. That one seems plausible, but slightly less believable. A second explanation that I do find pretty interesting was that orange is just simply very difficult to make. The color red is easier and cheaper to produce. To make the color orange, you need rarer raw materials, and those materials were so rare and expensive that red became a good alternative. And I will say there is some logic behind this, because in an episode way back when, uh, Daryl and I discussed why so many teams wear blue and red, and the answer there was that those were the easiest, most widely available dyes of the time, so lots of teams just went for the easy ones. If you can't get orange, maybe you don't want to spend all that money, maybe you don't want to make a whole ordeal out of it, so you just go a little bit more red, and you're okay with it. But the third and most likely explanation for the change from orange to red in the Dutch flag is that it reflects the outcome of a political power struggle. Always the power struggles. After William of Orange's death in 1584, his son Moritz of Orange became his successor as commander of the Dutch army in the next two decades. He was extremely successful in the war against Spain and conquered much of the Netherlands territory today. In the early part of the 17th century, I'm getting to it, uh, a power struggle developed, there we go, between Moritz of Orange and Amsterdam's wealthy merchants. Moritz wanted to continue the war with Spain. The merchants wanted a temporary truce because they're merchants, and war turns out not great for trade unless you're trading in arms. That happens later on in history. And this divide between Ye War and Nay War uh, seems to have been the driving force to replace Orange in the flag with Red, which is what it still is today. It would have been a sign that the House of Orange's political influence was declining, which I guess was the case, although we do still have members of the House Orange Nassau still around today. As I said, the kings and queens of the Netherlands historically descended from that house. And today, on birthdays of the House of Orange members, the Dutch still celebrate their royal family by flying an orange pennant above their national flag And then, of course, whenever the Dutch play, they're wearing orange, and so are their fans. And they're usually singing that Hoop Holland" song, which is very catchy. You should listen to it. A few more historical explanations for national team kits in just a moment. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Total Soccer Show is brought to you by Manly Bands, providers of some wonderful wedding bands, wedding rings. Uh, I will say... Honestly, uh, I'm wearing a a manly band band right now. That's a hard thing to say quickly. Uh, I did not enjoy the ring buying experience when my wife and I were engaged getting married. I found it stressful. I found like I didn't know enough. I didn't know my size. I didn't really know what I was looking for. And I felt like the pressure, not even saying the person who was trying to sell me the ring was putting me under pressure. It's just sort of I don't know the answers to stuff. And in that moment, rather than calm down and try to explain myself, my default setting is, I don't know, that one. And that's kind of how it went down. But with manly bands... It's a much simpler, much more stress-free process. To get started, order the Manly Ring Sizer from Manly Bands to ensure that your ring will fit perfectly during work or play, or you can download their app and go that way to scan your finger and make sure that it's going to fit. Once you know your size, you can go through and look at the ridiculous selection of materials you can choose from gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, or the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs. I don't know if they have that specific meteorite, but they have meteorite materials i went for gold because it's what biggie would have done and whenever i ask myself what would biggie do that's how i make the big decisions you can also choose if you don't want to go that route from one of manly bands curated collections like the jack daniels whiskey barrel collection a ring from a whiskey barrel fancy Uh, once you have selected your band manly bands offers free shipping worldwide a 30-day exchange policy and a free warranty to order yours and get 21% off plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash soccer. That's manlybands.com slash soccer for 21% off. Manly Bands, the best damn rings, period. Thank you to Manly Bands for sponsoring today's episode. Now back to the show. We are back, and we're going to move to Scandinavia to talk about them gentlemen in yellow. It's the Swedes. This one is pretty obvious. The flag of Sweden is blue and yellow, so they tend to wear blue and yellow. And I have sort of avoided national teams that have very interesting stories or tend to have very interesting kits if they're just solely rooted in the flag. Nigeria always have great uniforms, but when I went to research more about the flag, it was basically like, yeah, we chose it to represent these two things. There's less of a story there. For Sweden, I think there are some interesting historical bits and pieces that we're going to talk about now. Firstly, the design of the Swedish flag is a Nordic cross. I did not know what that was. I looked it up. It's that asymmetrical cross you'll find on. It turns out and maybe everybody already knows this, uh, in which case I apologize. But if not, my mind was blown. You will find that cross on the flag of every Scandinavian country because basically every Scandinavian country has the same flag, just with a different color scheme. That's right. Finland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark have very similar flag designs, just with different color schemes. For Sweden, the blue and yellow likely comes from their coat of arms. That is a recurring theme. The coat of arms of the Kingdom of Sweden, which dates. To 1442. But I think my favorite thing I'm now realizing is that Swedish sporting organizations were left with the choice when it came to uniform color, blue or yellow. And if you take a look around the world, there's an awful lot of red, white and blue much less so yellow. So I'm choosing to believe it was a cost-effective measure as well, because if Sweden is playing a red, white, or blue team, they don't need to worry about color clash. They're just going to be wearing yellow, and since most other people will not be, they can get away with it. Having just said yellow is rare, let's talk about some other yellow-to-yellowish teams, starting with Brazil. Brazil, again, you could probably think is just from the flag. Green, yellow, blue? Yep, there we go. But there's a pretty cool backstory here. Up until the 1950 World Cup and through the 1950 World Cup, I should say, Brazil played in white and light blue. But after their humiliation on home soil by Uruguay, those colors were deemed unpatriotic and a new uniform was needed. Here's an excerpt from a BBC article. In 1953, a national competition was launched by a newspaper, Correio de Mana, uh, to design a new kit. The rules were set. The new strip must use the four colors of the Brazil flag, yellow, blue, green and white. The winning design would be worn at the 1954 World Cup in Switzerland. 18-year-old newspaper illustrator Aldir Garcia Schley sketched out 100 different combinations before opting for a simple one. His design would go on to win, and Brazil would wear his entry in the 54 World Cup. Here is Schley explaining his process. Quote, the paper stipulated that the new strip must use all four colors of the Brazilian flag, green, yellow, blue, and white. That was a problem. No football strip has four colors, especially four that don't go together. I sketched dozens of combinations and in the end decided that blue goes with white. So that's the shorts. The shirt must be yellow. Green? No way. Just use it for the trim. It'll work with yellow that way. And keep the socks simple, so all white. Brazil's first game in the new uniform saw them earn a 1-0 win over Chile. Somewhat ironically, when they won their first World Cup four years later, they were wearing blue their alternate kit, because their opponent in the 1958 final was Sweden, and the tournament was in Sweden, so Sweden got to be yellow, Brazil got to be blue, but Brazil also got to be world champions. Australia is another country that wears yellow-ish But if you say that to an Australian person, you will probably get punched in the face. Even though they're friendly people, don't call their uniform yellow because it is gold. Green and gold were officially made Australia's sporting colors in 1984. And the most common explanation that I could find was that the country's sporting colors mimic that of the golden wattle. And we, of course, all know what that is. So no need to explain more. Let's just move on. But I suppose if you're one of the very, very, very few people who don't know what the golden wattle is, it's the national flower of Australia, and it is indeed gold and green in color. Uh, This species of plant has existed on Australia for 35 million years, but who's counting, and is resistant to drought, wind, and bushfire, which makes it a good representation of Australia as a whole, tough and refusing to quit. Also tough and refusing to quit is Sam Kerr, but she doesn't fit as well on a, on a uniform. I guess you could go with a sort of tiled pattern of just Sam Kerr faces. I think Australia should probably do that sometime soon. But until they do, they will probably be sticking with the gold and green. And like many other entries on this list, you can find the golden waddle and its color scheme on the Australian coat of arms. So there we have it, seven national team color schemes explained, again, most of them coat of arms or flag related, but with some interesting history in there as well. I look forward to hearing from listeners somewhat about what I got wrong, but more so about uh, national teams I missed or other interesting explanations for why other teams wear what they do. There were some that I thought about including on this list, like, say, Germany, who tend to wear white with black trim, which is a callback to the Prussian flag. But then I think England also historically wear white in my mind, at least. So I don't know if one team can truly be said to be the iconic white team at international level, club level, Real Madrid probably have that one on lock. And with that... We've come to the end of another Soccer 101 episode. Uh, Thank you very much for listening as always. If you liked this episode or any of the others, which I would encourage you to go back and listen to, then please feel free to spread the word. uh, Share it with people who are asking you, why do Italy wear blue? Why do Australia wear yellow? They don't. They wear gold. Tell them that first. Uh, You can point them here. And, of course, we always look forward to your reviews especially if they're nice. Uh, I have been Taylor Rockwell. This has been Soccer 101. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will talk to you all again next week.